This is a hat trick podcast. Oh, lovely. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, listener, and welcome back to London Pub Reviews. Are pubs safe to visit again? I hope so. Although in fairness, I was hospitalised by pub visits many times over, long before anyone invented Covid. This week I took my notebook and a selection of pens to the three kings of Clerkenwell. Seven, Clerkenwell Close, EC1R, ODY, nearest tube, Farringdon. The Three Kings is situated directly opposite St James's, a church with stained glass window designs clearly borrowed from that of the traditional English pub. I only witnessed two people come and go through its large and imposing doors all afternoon, while the Three Kings was, in comparison, doing a brisk and steady trade. A fine selection of ales, together with many other varieties of alcohol and a rhinoceros's head, are, one must say, formidable challenges to the church in the early years of the 21st century. Although there is obviously much to say for rich purple tapestries and dried rotting bones that are buried on your surrounding grounds. My pew in the Three Kings was at a table which ran directly alongside the open footpath, the red doors to the street having been pulled back as if to tempt those straying from the righteous path. From here, I could keep an all-seeing eye on St James's Church while still inspecting the many fine details of the pub I was within. Although prosperous in good old-fashioned pub atmosphere, the Three Kings also gives a subtle nod to modern decor, with earthy paint tones in shades of mustard and beetroot, and lighting that is projected through an eclectic range of lampshades, tubes, Christmas lights and art boxes. A TV mounted high on the wall is fairly contemporary also, and it was tuned into a bicycle race when I glanced up. But fortunately the sound was turned down, because no one likes the sound of rubber tread on road. To the right of this, mounted above a fireplace, is a rhino head. And I assumed the rest of its body was facing the other side of this wall in some side room. A small glass ashtray on my table resembled a scale prototype for a futuristic botanical glasshouse that would host ferns and multicolour butterflies when inverted. And this was on my mind when a passing car disturbed my pleasant outing in the Three Kings. It was driving fairly slowly and it was not particularly erratic or noisy, but it left behind an arid pong of smoky exhaust fumes. <laughs> Waiting until it had driven round the corner, I raised my fist and shook it, and when the noise of the engine failed to reach me, I shouted, You filthy, murdering bastard! Soon after, another vehicle passed by. 
and the sensitive olfactory hairs within my nose were once again defiled. <laughs> Downing my pint of ale, I decided to shift my table and chair out into the middle of the road. Nine pints of ale soon stretched across the road like spikes. And I sat on my bar chair, wearing my handkerchief across my nose and mouth like Dick Turpin. The first car that approached was a silver SUV vehicle and the red-faced driver was forced to brake suddenly when he encountered the tables and the pint glasses of my cold accusatory eyes. Raising his own sellotape yellow eyes in exasperation, he pressed his hands firmly down as if to detonate tightly packed explosives, causing instead a loud parp noise. The engine revved furiously and putrid, deathly fumes began to squirm like tadpoles beneath my handkerchief in a frantic rush for my nostrils. Already driven to an agitated state by the piercing sound of the horn, I now detected clearly hostile signals from an encroaching aggressor and snorting, I prepared to charge. I stomped my foot awkwardly in a knee-raising way before running at a tremendous pace towards the vehicle with my head lowered. When I came round, a barman from the Three Kings was dabbing my face and forehead with an ice-cold cloth. And I'd like to present this cloth to St James's Church as a shroud of sorts. But I'll need to give it a good wash first because it's still covered in dried blood and bits of scabby skin. Oh, God. London Pub Reviews was written and created by Paul Ewan and performed by Tim Key. The producer was Nick Coop. The executive producer was Claire Broughton. Editing and sound design was by Andy Goddard. And it was a hat-trick production. I chose Stick of the Dump by Clive King. I've chosen Little Women by Louisa May Alcott. I have chosen the book When Hitler Stole Pink Rabbit. I have chosen My Friend Flicker. Danny Champion of the World. The Seven Crystal Balls. The Iron Man. Claudine at St. Clair's. The Guinness Book of Records. I chose Ballet Shoes. And then I came across in the school library a copy of Treasure Island. I was terrified. I'm Janet Ellis, and each week I invite a guest to come and chat with me about their favourite childhood book. They often bring along their own battered copy. It's not at all as I remember it. <laughs> this is a celebration of reading. I ended up reading it to my mum at home every night. Because who doesn't still secretly check under the bed for monsters? I knew that it was true. Harbour secret desires to run off to the circus. Riding like the wind into the purple hills. It really captured my imagination. Twice Upon a Time. Follow us on Instagram at twiceuponpod for updates and guest news. I want to read this book again and again and again and again and again. Twice Upon a Time is a hat-trick podcast.